At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of the Nightcap coming to you from the VSN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. We're hanging out on a Friday night. Talking all things. We've talked a lot about the NBA a little mm-hmm. bit. We wrapped that up. Talked a little NFL, College World Series. We even talked a little pro wrestling, but brief we discussion did. for we, our executives yes, listening. Very, very, very brief, Vince Very brief, discussion. so uh, we, we wanna, didn't cross the line. We don't want to turn heel at the network, but <laughs> we bring in our baby face to help us break down the MLB. He is Cody Decker, former big leaguer over at Odyssey Sports. Cody, we appreciate you joining us this evening. Uh, I want to start in the NL East here with the Major League Baseball discussion because the Atlanta Braves finally had their 14-game win streak snapped today over at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. But they made a lot of progress getting back into this race. The New York Mets trying to stave them off here. How do you see this NL East race playing out as we're about a month away from the All-Star break? But how do you see it playing out going into the second half of the season? I still think the Mets are going to end up on top of this division. However, the Braves are also a playoff team. And keep in mind, the Braves are a better team right now than they were last year when they won the World Series. I'm digging this team quite a bit. Well, listen, Olsen is just Freddie Freeman, only five years younger. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. wasn't even around last year when they won the World Series. This team is primed and ready to make another run. However, the National League and itself is exceedingly deep where the American league, not so much the case, the national league, it honestly could be any of six teams that can win the world series. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Braves, of course, did have that winning streak uh, stop today. But Cody, you know, if you talk to Mets fans, they're always worried about the inevitable shoe dropping. They're always worried about somebody getting hurt because it always seems like this time of year, somebody on that Mets pitching staff gets hurt. So, uh, uh, I mean, do do you expect that, you know, the Braves can really kind of keep this momentum going? The starters, I think, have kind of come into their own with Freed and Wright. If they can get Charlie Morton kind of turned around a little bit, he took the loss today. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned Freed. He was 14-1 to to start the season for the Cy Young Futures, and I definitely took out a little flyer on him. But I got to say, yeah, I mean, the Mets, everyone is expecting. As someone that is a former Met, yeah, I always expect the Mets to Mets it up when it comes to <laughs> August. But let's be Let's be real clear. They've already had the injuries. They've already lost a Grom for all this entire season thus far, and he's coming back. They're already getting ready to get back Scherzer. They already lost McGill, not once, but twice, and this team is still five games up in this division with a Braves team that just won 14 in a row. That's how good the Mets have been this year. Yeah, no, it's really remarkable what the New York Mets have done with the Grom Scherzer. Those guys not even in the fold right now. We'll see what that has in store for us in the second half. We're speaking with Cody Decker, former big leaguer, also over at Odyssey Sports. The New York Yankees, Cody, 48 and 16, 11 games up in the AL East. Aaron Judge looks like he's going to win the American League MVP, barring any sort of injury or a slump from the team. Uh, how good can this Yankees team be? Right now, the favorite to win the American League pennant here. Is this a team that is as legitimate as their record indicates, or are they peaking a little too early? No, they're real. It really is this dangerous. Keep in mind that the problem with the Yankees have never been their offense. Their problem with the Yankees simply have been they couldn't stay healthy on the field and their pitching wasn't up to snuff. Neither of those things have been a problem this year because when somebody goes down, somebody else picks up the weight. And Aaron Judge, like you said, absolutely right now is your MVP. If he gets hurt today, there's still a good chance he's going to remain your MVP. That's how good of a season he's had thus far. However, I've never really seen him remain healthy for an entire season, so it's going to be a very interesting run down down August September and hopefully October for these uh, New York Yankees. But yeah, they're real. They are by far the best team in the American League. They might be the best team in the entire Major League Baseball right now. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. It's going to be fascinating when it gets to October because keep in mind, just because they're the best team in the American League right now does not mean they're going to win the World Series. If the best team wins the World Series every year, then the Dodgers would have won the last 10 World Series. (laughs) And Cody, uh, speaking of the World Series, everybody's kind of anticipating, look at the top of the market right now, Dodgers and Yankees still the two favorites. So we can get the Dodgers-Yankees for the first time since 1981 or a Subway Series with the Yankees and the Mets. But there's another team that might have a different idea, and that's the team that drafted you back in 2009, that being the San Diego Padres. Uh, I almost gave Derek Stevens a heart attack when it came across the Twitter machine that Joe Musgrove was on the IL. It was corrected that it was the COVID list uh, slash injured list so uh you know Derek uh, Derek didn't have a heart attack in here because obviously a lot of interest from Circa Sports with the Padres and then plus on Joe Musgrove Cy Young Futures what is the difference though that you have seen with this Padres team from last year it just seemed like you know maybe Jace Tingler was kind of burning out that bullpen a little bit and now you see almost a different Padres team still doing it and doing it this well without Fernando Tatis in the lineup 
Yeah, look what Manny Machado has done this year. Joe Musgrove, of course, coming into his own. Actually, I would make the argument that Joe Musgrove came into his own last season. You Darvish getting back to you Darvish-type numbers. This team is phenomenal. And like you mentioned, not with doing, it, doing it without Fernando Tatis Jr., this team, I truly believe, is going to win the NL West. They're in first place right now. They're, what, a half game up on the Dodgers? I think we're running into a very similar situation to last year of 2021 in the NL West in that I think just like how the Giants got a lead on the Dodgers and never let it up, I'm expecting a similar thing with the San Diego Padres. I don't think the Padres are going to win the pennant, but I do think the Padres are going to win the NL West. And one of the things you're seeing too, Fem, uh, last year it was the bullpen that just got so overtaxed early in the season. But not only yeah. Musgrove, Darvish, Mackenzie Gore, Sean Manea, they are going deeper into ball games. And you didn't see that with San Diego last year. And one name I really want to mention that you actually just mentioned, you mentioned Jace Tingler burning out the uh, the bullpen early last year. I said before this season, I'm expecting Bob Melvin alone to net this team five wins by himself, forget mm -hmm. all the players. And he has done that in spades. The guy is obviously one of the best managers in baseball, knows how to manage a clubhouse, obviously can really run a bullpen. And I know for a fact, everybody in the South side of Chicago would give anything to have Bob Melvin running the White Sox right now, but you're not. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a yeah, speak, that's a fantastic trend. Speaking of right the there. White Sox, by yeah. the way, because I mentioned last night, this is a big series for them in Houston. Not off to a big start tonight, Femi. Yeah, no, the White Sox um, ended up losing this game in Houston. Yeah. Here, yeah, thirteen to three, and it was the transition that was perfect because I wanted to ask you about said Chicago White Sox. There, Cody. Uh, earlier this week, we were kind of kicking around the idea of where could the possible buy low spot be on this White Sox team because they were the overwhelming favorite in the AL Central to start the season. Now they're looking at plus 120 they're co-favorites with the minnesota twins five and a half games back they just lost tonight in houston is it maybe after this series against the astros who lead the al west it, do you believe that this white Sox team can turn things around even though tony la Russa is the manager yes i do and keep in mind here's why i do joe kelly il uh tim anderson il liam hendricks il kopech il Giolito's been on the IL. AJ Pollock's been on the IL. These are guys that are just getting back, and Pollock's playing great right now. Giolito's having some problems. And Giolito, I interviewed him last week on 670 The Score and talked to him about it and asked him what the issue is going into the fifth and sixth inning. But you saw it today. Giolito was pitching a very good game going into the sixth inning. Giolito, since coming off the IL, has not had a good sixth inning, has been knocked out poorly every time he's gotten to the sixth inning. The fact that Tony LaRusse had no one warming up when he walked the first batter, didn't have anybody warming up when he gave up a hit to Jordan Alvarez, he should have been out of the game when Jordan Alvarez came up to the plate. He never should have faced Jordan Alvarez. And next thing you know, we're looking at a 45-pitch inning with G Lucas Giolito, leading into a bases-loaded, no-out situation for a reliever to come in, which is not ideal. And next thing you know, we have a 10-run inning. And my God, is it so difficult to like this team. <laughs> and uh, also, by the way, Lance Lynn just got back, just made his first start earlier this week. My uh, Brownsburg, Indiana brethren, Lance Lynn. So hopefully he can get his fortunes turned around. But Cody, the White Sox last year had a lot of pitchers with career years, as did the Milwaukee Brewers. And they really haven't fallen off a cliff necessarily. I mean, they're still effective. Corbin Burns, obviously still great. And Brandon Woodruff, uh, Eric Lauer's really maybe been their most consistent pitcher. But all of a sudden, you look at Milwaukee, and I think everybody kind of penciled them in for the division, but the Cardinals, somehow, someway, you look at their roster, and there's a bunch of old guys, oh, they can't play anymore, and the Cardinals just have a culture, and they get it done. 
young, exciting offense, and the pitching has come into its own. And by the way, this pitching has been doing phenomenal all season long. Miles Michaelis. Listen, Miles Michaelis is an ex-teammate of mine in the San Diego Padres. He went over to Japan and became a superstar. He actually basically took a pay cut to come back to the States and prove himself over here. And look what he's done. I mean, this season, Miles Michaelis has been arguably the best arm over in St. Louis. Not to mention, Wainwright has found the fountain of youth. The guy's 40 years old. He's pitching like he's 20 years old. And now Jack Flaherty is back. If there is definitely a team to watch out for, the St. Louis Cardinals, I think, are going to win this division. The Brewers' offense is absolutely ancient, not up to snuff. And listen, already lost Peralta. Woodruff has been hurt this year. And the bullpen has not been holding up their end of the bargain. So I'm a little worried about this Brewers team. Oh, uh, Cody, we got about a minute left. You mentioned Aaron Judge in the American League. Who do you think is the NL MVP as we sit here on June 17th? I mean, there's a couple of names that you float around easily. Mookie Betts is the first name that immediately comes to mind. Also, Manny Machado, who I brought up earlier, he's having an MVP season. He's sliding down the list a little bit, but I think another good couple of weeks will put him right around the top. Not to mention, on top of that, Paul Goldschmidt has been an absolute firecracker lately for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he's just starting to now hit the weeds a little bit because he's a streaky hitter. But trust me, if it gets to another month where he has a month like he had here, he's going to be sitting around 40 home runs by the end of this season. He is Cody Decker of Odyssey Sports, also a former Major League Baseball player, also of 670 the score as well. Cody, we appreciate you staying up late with us tonight, and we'll hope to talk soon. I haven't slept in years. I'll be back soon. <laughs> love it. Thank love you, love the energy there. Um, really interesting. He likes the Padres to win the NL West there over the Dodgers. Dodgers possibly another wild card team like they were last year, mm-hmm. having to go on the road there in the postseason. Dodgers, by the way, still playing uh, top of the seventh, mm-hmm. uh, one to one, tied with the Cleveland Guardians. I, I got that right. I didn't get it right during the break, by the way. So uh, pardon me for that, but I got it right when it mattered. It only me. counts on Came air. through when it mattered. So nevertheless, if the Dodgers get the win, they can go half game up on the Padres. They are currently tied in the NLS. Wes Reynolds shows up when the lights are brightest. We'll see who can do that over at the Country Club at Brookline. We're going to the weekend for the U.S. Open, breaking it down next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If 
looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. Wes, the U.S. Open third round tees off tomorrow. Uh, we have now put the cut line out there. Mm-hmm. It was top 60 and ties that all made it there. And right now sitting atop the leaderboard, we have Colin Morikawa, who is a former Open champion winner, the now reigning still Open champion winner, the golf Golfer of the year, champion golfer of the champion year, champion golfer say, of the year, they, that, with that accent right there, and he is a co-leader with one Joel Damon, the former Washington Husky, mm-hmm. at five under there at twenty-two to one. Morikawa, four to one right now, the favorite over at DraftKings. But when you look at that leaderboard, uh, contrary to what we saw on Thursday, we've got a lot of mm-hmm. big boys atop there here as we enter the third round for tomorrow's Yeah, action. Cream certainly started to rise to the top here in Friday's second round, and you see. Colin Marikawa, the reigning Open champion, as you mentioned. Also, a couple other reigning major champions, that being John Rahm, the defending U.S. Open champion from last year, Tory Pines, just one stroke back. Scotty Scheffler, nice round today for uh, for him, a nice 67 in the morning session in the tougher end of the draw, what ended up being the tougher end of the draw. By the way, the guys that went out early on Thursday and late on Friday because we saw them water the greens, that kind of played it in their hands. They were about yeah. 1.6 strokes better than the guys that went out late Thursday and early Friday morning. So that's why I did not see maybe five under leading. I'm like, maybe three under is going to lead this thing. I'm like, Rory McIlroy started at three under. I'm like, he'll take a 70. Well, he did one better and shot 69. So right now, you not only have those three major champions, those defending your current major champions that have their trophies on their mantles, you also have the top three ranked players in the world. That being Scotty Scheffler, one, John Rahm, two, Rory McIlroy, number three in the official world golf rankings. So you do have cream at the top here, and then you have some guys lurking. But as we always get, with the, especially with the U.S. Open, you always get a couple guys there that you didn't really expect, maybe names that the casual fans don't know unless you're a real hardcore golf better week to week. You probably don't know who Hayden Buckley is. Mm-hmm. You may not know who Nick Hardy is, a rookie on the PGA Tour who came from the Corn Ferry last year. You might not know who Bo Hosler. Maybe you remember Bo Hosler because when he, I think he was like 14 or 15 or something when he was in the uh, U.S. Open when he was an amateur before he committed to Texas. So Bo Hosler back uh, four under par. So he is currently T3 along with Aaron Wise. So just looking at this leaderboard, I tend to believe that class is going to rise, and I mm-hmm. think the trends really indicate that, Femi. Uh, 11 of the last 12, 12 of the last 14 U.S. Opens have been won by players in the top 30 or better in the official world golf rankings, and when you break it down to a shorter sample size, eight of the last 11. So going through these contenders that are right there in those rankings, obviously Scheffler, Rahm, McElroy, who I mentioned, Justin Thomas, I believe, is is he one over or two over? He is one over. Okay, so he's... Uh, six off the lead. That's that's you know that's a big margin yeah. at the U.S. Open, but we saw him be seven shots down going into Sunday morning, and some you know got the Wanamaker Trophy and cashed a seventeen to one for me. So Justin Thomas right up right up there. Of course, we mentioned Marikawa, Sam Burns at two under par. He's the ninth ranked player in the world. 
Xander Schauffele got it into red figures. He's one under par, so he's not far. Number 12 in the world. Will Zalatoris grinded all day, ended up going one under par, uh, even par round of 70 today. Number 14 in the world, Matt Fitzpatrick, only three off the lead, who I have pre-tournament. He is at two under par, number 18 in the world. So you get the idea where I'm going here. You want these class type of players. Uh, Brooks Kepka, by the way, ranked number 19. He's at even par. Nice 67 today for Brooks. So, yeah, you want to look at these class players. I, 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 and I'm not just saying, okay, ignore some of these guys that have no chance, you know, no chance that might not be in the top three. Like, I think Aaron Wise is actually still very live here, and he's not because he's been in just impeccable form. Aaron Wise, I'm seeing him. You know, just one off the lead as low as like mm-hmm. sixteen to one. This uh, this was a bet MGM. That's what I happen to have in front of me. But I think the cutoff, and we talked about this on the After the Cut podcast, which you can still listen to at Vison.com. It seems like fifty to one probably is the cutoff, and two players at fifty to one, of course, are Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Hayden Buckley, also at about fifty mm-hmm. to one. I don't think you can go down the board with these guys sixty, seventy, eighty to one. It's just so hard to make up shots at the U.S. Open. Even with some guys dropping, some guys are going to be climbing. So that's what you worry about if you're going to go with, I think, a long shot here. But what I think is going to happen, too, at the U.S. Open is that the scoring, I don't think, is going to increase. Like, 500 par is much higher than where I thought the leader would be after 36 holes. And by the way, the cut ended up being three over par. That's the that's the, the best cut in terms of the best score, I believe, tied for the best in in U.S. Open history. So when you look at that, I don't think all of a sudden the leader after Saturday's round 54 holes is going to be 7-8 under par and that we're going to get closer to 10 under par. I think we're going to stay right in that middle range. You know, 3 under to about 6 or 7 under is going to win this thing. I think when Banksy was on with us earlier, he said 7 under, I said 6 under. I'm sticking to it. This is the U.S. Open. This is the weekend. Pars are very good scores. Sunday, the pin placements are going to be almost impossible for these guys. So I don't expect you're going to get, you know, if you get like a one under par round of 69, that is an absolutely outstanding round. So you'll, you'll, you'll take two rounds of 70 on the weekend and take your chances, especially if you're up there in that top six to 10 of the leaderboard. I almost wonder because to start your analysis there, you outlined how the guys who went early and then late Thursday, Friday, got the better conditions there. Do you maybe look to target some of these guys who went late early, like a Scotty Scheffler, the mm-hmm. Masters champion, mm-hmm. already won four times this year, sitting at 7-1 to one over at DraftKings because he has played in the tougher conditions yes. there, almost similar to what we saw at JT. at JT at Southern Hills there, maybe targeting a guy who's dealt with those tougher conditions versus the Roms, the Rory's, yeah. the Morikawa's, who got the better end of it, now having to deal with the tough, difficult conditions now, of the weekend. I think Scotty at that price, I think 7-1 at DraftKings, I saw plus 750, 15-2 at BetMGM. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, number one in the field, on strokes gain approach, uh, averaging 3.05 per round. That means gaining six strokes on the field for, versus the average of the field for strokes gain approach. Uh, he might win this. Th- yeah, he it, might do the speed of winning the Masters I, US Open. Because I'm looking at his putting, <laughs> and it's basically like a net zero. He hasn't gained. Yeah. He hasn't really lost anything. So it's like maybe this guy's going to make some putts all of a sudden if that yes. approach game stays very true. But there's a couple different stat categories you could look at. Like one of my guys, uh, you and I both have John Rahm. I got him 15 to mm-hmm. one. Number one, strokes gained off the tee. And that's one of the reasons I really liked him this week is because he is number one on the tour for total driving. And that total driving stat means your driving distance ranking 
plus your driving accuracy ranking and then put them all together and that's your number and that's your overall total driving ranking and John Rahm number one on the PGA Tour this year for that. Xander Schauffele, by the way, third, just right behind him. He's been great in terms of off the tee. And another guy who's usually one of the best in strokes gained off the tee pretty much every single time, but he's been the best putter in the field for two days is one Rory McIlroy. 6.32 total strokes gained putting over two rounds. The irons have been good. Needs to clean up that chipping and that scrambling a little bit. But, you know, uh, the, the favorites, I mean, if you want to take them on, if you want to take them, you can obviously choose from three great ones right there. Uh, but... Rory, look, uh, he got cut yesterday. He was the overwhelming favorite, I think, after mm-hmm. round one. He was plus 450. Everybody else was double digits. So he fought back, had that double bogey on number three, fought back, made putts on the back nine. So right there, you know, just the second or third of the last group, he's going to go out tomorrow. But I go to got a touch on the co-leader with Morikawa because I am absolutely surprised to see Colin Morikawa. Not that he's not a great player and never not capable, but mm-hmm. I'm just surprised. When he was you, not informed. When you looked at those putting numbers, they were just an absolute mess. But so far, gaining 3.36 uh, strokes, gaining putting through two rounds, gaining around the green, gaining on approach. He always does. He's one of the best iron players yeah. in the world. And also gaining off the tee. And the fact that he's doing that because – he is a natural fader of the golf ball, but he's had to mess with his swing and had to play more draws this week, and it's working out for him. And we were kind of joking before the program, Colin Morikawa makes adjustments very quickly. Remember when he won the Open Championship at Royal St. George last year? For a week before at the Scottish Open, he missed the cut and missed it pretty badly. He's like, I can't get my irons through this thick turf. He just had real trouble. And it's like, okay, he's going to struggle. He's going to need a few more rounds, you know, a few more notches on his belt here he didn't. on Lynx Golf. And he solved it in like one week. So that's what's always dangerous in baiting this guy because he just, he, he has a great brain. He has a great mind. He's willing to make the adjustments. And just the fact that he picks it up and he's such a quick study is just a marvel, you know, at only 24 years old. Yeah, I think this is setting up to be a really, really fun weekend of golf here with so many guys with major pedigree, so many young guys like a Sam Burns that might be able to break through here at a major. Sam Burns might be one I might add on my portfolio. I didn't have him pre-tournament, but about 16, 18 to 1 might be worth a stab. I want to leave you this with this question before we go to break. If you didn't bet on anyone pre-tournament, who would you put your money on going into Saturday? Sit on that. We'll talk about it when we come back. This is the Nike. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. And Wes, in the last segment, we were talking a little U.S. Open, and I left you with a question. Okay. Because there's a lot of bettors out there who maybe they've been betting on NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Final. They haven't dove into the U.S. Open waters yet. And they're like, hey, well, I want to watch Saturday, Sunday. Who should I bet on now at the current prices? If you had not placed a wager pre-tournament, mm-hmm. where would you put your money given the prices that we have after 36 holes? My gut says John Rahm, and that's only 5-1, to one, so it's obviously not a huge payout. That's what my gut says, but what the numbers say is Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. at about plus 750 because simply put, I value strokes gain approach probably more than any other stat. That's the only stat that I'll model every single tournament. 
I don't care if it's a major, I don't care if it's a world golf championship or it's going to be a birdie fest where you got to shoot like 25 under to win the damn tournament. Strokes gained approach, that's your iron play. That is always going to matter, I think, the most. And that's the default stat. That's the first thing if you ever read any of my columns at vcin.com or our Point Spread Weekly Newsletter. It comes out Wednesday morning. First stat you'll see, strokes gained approach. And even with not having a lot of course history here, it was like that was the first thing that I, that I went to was approach. And Scotty Scheffler, who, you know, had cooled off a little bit. It's yeah. not like he fell off the face of the earth or anything like that. But when you win the Masters, you know, maybe you don't play a lot of golf for a couple of weeks, and he certainly didn't. He had that one good finish at Colonial. Actually, yeah. he should have won the golf tournament. He lost in the playoffs with Sam, Sam Burns. Yeah, the guy, they stayed together, by the way, at Augusta yeah. National, shared the same house. But, you know, Scotty, when you look at that, he's played that course a lot. He's a Dallas native, and that event is in Fort Worth, so he's probably played Colonial a lot. So you can maybe look at that perhaps as like, okay, this guy's a horse for course. But when you looked at approach coming into this week, Scotty Scheffler, and what I usually model, I usually model after the last 36 rounds that players have played and also the last 24 rounds if I want a little more recency bias. Scotty Scheffler, number three on approach, the last 36 rounds, number two behind his buddy, the aforementioned Sam Burns, at uh, uh, strokes again approach last 24 rounds. So Scheffler is what the numbers are telling me. Uh, Sam Burns, uh, might be one. And I, I was actually texting with our, our colleague and friend, Matt humans. He's like, Hey, who do you like for the weekend? Because I think he may have Sam Burns pre tournament. I said, I'm thinking yeah. about adding him. And I saw him as high as 18 to one. This guy on approaches is, is absolutely phenomenal. And this guy, if it wasn't for Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns might be the player of the year here in 2022, because he's already won three times. Scotty Scheffler, of course, four winning a world golf championship and a major, but Sam Burns, uh, maybe, you know, here's the thing about Burns. He doesn't have a lot of close calls at majors because he's only what, 25 years old. So it's not like he's had a lot of opportunities he's only been on the tour a couple years, but so, you know, one of my theories with major champions and it doesn't always bear ring true, but more often than not, it will. Usually you need that one close call. You need that pain. You need that scar tissue. And Sam Burns, I, I really don't believe, has had it yet. He actually only has one top 20 finish in a major, and that being the PGA Championship. So not just the fact that he's three strokes back at only two under par, but he hasn't had that close call. So I'm still kind of wrestling with myself if I want to add Sam Burns here. But he might be the guy a little bit down the board that I would add, uh, you know, if I didn't have anybody. And, and might be what I add just kind of for a hedge because I've got some guys surrounding there because I have Rom. I have Fitzpatrick, I have Shoffley, I have Zalatoris, so I've at least got four guys in this thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you with Rom Zalatoris. I also played Burns at 32 to one. I played Homa as my long shot at 60 to one. Mm -hmm. But the guy, like you, outlined Scotty Scheffler there, and that's the guy that I'm still worrying about. And, and yeah. everyone's talking about Rory and Rom and Morikawa. He's emerged now through 36 holes, but Scheffler, this guy is really good, and he's so level-headed, yes, which yes. is what you need at a U.S. Open. I forgot who was talking about it. It might have been John Rahm or it might have been Brooks Kepka, one of the two guys that has won this before, and they said that the U.S. Open, the, the majority of the battle is the mental side mm -hmm. of, of saying, okay, I have to feel okay with bogeying this hole yeah. and not crumbling because of that, and that's the sort of thing that 
Scotty Scheffler, I think, has because he's such a cool customer yeah. from the outside, from what we see. Now, maybe on the inside he's going crazy, but from the outside he looks like a cool customer that maybe he can go ahead and come from behind mm -hmm. and do this thing. And he's coming from behind. He's only two strokes back. He could easily be tied for the lead after two holes tomorrow. Exactly. And, and looking even at more stats that were in my write-up this week, one thing that I did do, I usually don't do it every single week, but U.S. Open, usually going to be difficult scoring conditions. So what I did, and I use this uh, fantasynational.com, by the way, where I get these stats, uh, our buddy Pat Mayo up there in Canada, total strokes gain difficult scoring conditions. And I did it over the last 36 and the last 24 rounds. If I go last 36 rounds, numero uno would be one Scotty Scheffler gaining 90.6 strokes over the last 36 rounds on difficult courses right behind him. Rory McIlroy at 81. Right behind him, Colin Morikawa at 78. <laughs> right behind him, John Rahm, 74. So those four basically in whatever order are the four favorites to go ahead and win this golf tournament. That was over the last 36. Rory, by the way, tops out the model over the last 24 rounds, Scheffler third, Rom fifth. But I think we're talking ourselves into a possible Scotty Scheffler bet here because I know. Uh, uh, Rory, uh, Rom, Morikawa, those guys, I don't really like the prices yeah. getting into a Saturday. But Scheffler, even though seven to one is kind of a short price mm -hmm. for what you're getting on a Saturday, my goodness, like this guy is so good and has been so good this season. You feel and like, has it? You feel like he's going to be like two under through three. Holes I'm telling you, I'm scared of him. Tomorrow. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm scared of. Him. Yeah, I, I'm getting, I'm getting a little nervous not having him because look, I, and and I talked about him pre-tournament. I was like, yeah, he could win this thing, but he's not like in the peak form right now. And you wonder sometimes when a guy wins that first major certain guys are, are different you know certain guys it's like oh man I finally got the career my mm -hmm. I got a career milestone here and they get a little bit complacent not so with Scotty Scheffler he is not complacent and maybe he is just kind of an Gil Alexander here on Beeson mentioned this to me a couple weeks ago when we were having this conversation maybe Scotty Scheffler is built different you know you because because I never want to say yes to that because I never want to become a prisoner of the moment mm -hmm. because I think sometimes that's what we do I remember what was it two three years ago it's like Bruce Kepka is gonna win 10 majors yeah he hadn't won one since it's like you know injuries happen guys and injuries certainly have befallen Brooks Kepka maybe he's starting to get back to form by the way he's even bar so he is five back uh 50 to one I think if you want to get in on Brooks I could see some tickets being put on him Brooks Kepka is always because that Brooks Kepke, even though we haven't seen the recent results, that Brooks Kepke in the majors narrative is always going to be there. I mean, Big once, game it, once it's there, it hardly ever goes away. So, you know, I'm not going to be part of that, though. I kind of want to see a little bit more form, you know, yeah. some back-to-back -back good finishes. And then I'll kind of believe, okay, maybe he's finally healthy. And then, of course, there is the discussion of live golf. I, I don't know where Brooks' head is at. I know he didn't like mm. being asked the questions because he wanted to focus on the U.S. Open, and I understood where he was coming from, but it was like, buddy, they've got to ask these questions, okay? Yeah. It's the number one story in golf. Every single damn player at these press out outings and briefings are being asked about it, so you're going to be no exception. Yeah, no, I think this is really shaking up to be really, really fun, and Scheffler, the guy that we keep coming back to, is somebody that I think could possibly come from behind and win this thing here at the U.S. Open because he has that pedigree. And, and, he has the mental makeup. And the numbers kind of do. If you want to go by the numbers, I think Scotty Scheffler. Numbers and narrative. Yeah, he's, Sheff the, he's the one that stands out to me. Absolutely. He checks both boxes. And it's almost like you mentioned, built different, but it's – 
him winning almost unlocked him because I remember mm -hmm. watching the waste management on Super Bowl Sunday. He was in the playoff with Patrick I was sweating Cadillac. that playoff, yes. and that's what always happens to me <laughs> at the damn <laughs> waste management waste Phoenix management. Open when I want to watch but, the Super Bowl and I want to watch, you know, the national anthem and all the pre hype nope. and the festivities. And every single time, it happened to me years ago with Matsuyama against Ricky Fowler. Happened to me with Scheffler and Cantley. I'm texting uh, Matt Humans during the Super Bowl because he had the same future on Scotty Scheffler. And he's still in here in Circa Sports. And obviously, every single monitor. is a Super Bowl. Every single monitor is a Super <laughs> And he had to go to Derek. He goes, can you get it on one of these small little corner TVs where I can see this playoff here? Because... He had just done a show, Super Bowl Sunday. I was the two-hour shift before him with Dave yep. Ross. And, you know, he's like, nobody cares about this but me in this book. But they accommodated him, as, as Jeff Benson and all the crew here at Circus Sports do for everybody. Yeah. Great customer service. But that that waste management tournament was almost the hurdle that he needed to clear. Because yeah. he had been in contention yeah. in other tournaments. Be because Patrick Cantlay had won big playoffs. Won one for exactly. me at that, uh, BMW. At that BMW championship. That six-hole playoff against Bryson DeChambeau. But, that was a thing. You know, Cantlay was kind of getting a little nervy over those putts. Maybe taking a little bit too long. And Scotty Scheffler no. just took that tournament away from him. And it's unlocked Scotty Scheffler since. I mean, he's won four times already this year wouldn't shock me by the end of this weekend we can say he has won a fifth time and is now a multiple time major winner with a master's championship already under his belt and possibly a u.s open championship this thing is the way we've talked about this i'm now just absolutely yeah. frightened by scotty shuffler so we'll see what happens i'm not officially going to add him to my wait, car you've just got, yet you've got a few hours to decide we got a few hours to decide but i got my eye on scotty shuffler at seven to one over at DraftKings. on the other side we wrap up the show previewing the weekend action ahead here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that. See that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game. 
at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the nightcap here to wrap up a work week for all folks out here, the viewers and the listeners. We wish you all the best this weekend. Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds here. A um, couple baseball games going on. You mentioned that during the break here, Wes. We still have the Seattle Mariners taking on the LA Angels. Mariners up 8-1 to one in the top of the ninth, looking to close that thing out. And then in the bottom of the eighth in the Bay Area, the Kansas City Royals lead the Oakland A's 5-1 to one there. The Royals plus 145 on the money line, hoping to hang yeah. on in the Bay. Robbie Ray needed a good outing. He certainly got it tonight. Seven innings, him, uh, one earned run, three hits, uh, ten strikeouts, just one walk. And I was talking about this game earlier today, and one of the things that concerned me about Robbie Ray, he's still striking guys out, you know, just under 10 per nine innings. Not quite what he was doing in that rebound season uh, that really turned around his career, at least temporarily, in Toronto. But he was walking too many guys, walking like three and a half or 3.7 guys Mm -hmm. per nine innings and only one walk tonight. Angels continuing the struggle now, 30 and 35 on their way to 30 and 36. Remember how hot they started and – only one run on the board against the Mariners, and the M's have obviously been struggling. Meanwhile, Houston keeps winning out there in the West. But the uh, the Texas Rangers get another win, working their way back to 500. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a challenger to the Astros by any stretch of the imagination. But this is a team that did add some pieces in the offseason, uh, did get John Gray. I believe John Gray got the win tonight. Seven strong, five hits, and six strikeouts. But, you know, Added Simeon, uh, uh, so they did get a couple free agent guys there in Texas, and only two games under 500. Let's take a look at what's going on this weekend here, and I want to start with the college baseball, the College World Series in Omaha. We've had two games so far today. Oklahoma defeated Texas A&M 13 to eight, and Notre Dame defeated Notre Dame defeated Texas seven to three earlier this evening. But we have two more games coming up here tomorrow at 11 o'clock West Coast time. Arkansas taking on Stanford, and at 4 o'clock, it's Ole Miss and Auburn in SEC West showdown. In the first game, well, both of them, for that matter, have been bet to the under. All four games have been bet to the under so far this weekend for the College World Series, the first two of those games going over. But Arkansas right now is getting even money the dog. Stanford is minus 120, so a bit of a coin flip in that game. And then in the nightcap game, the SEC West showdown, it is Ole Miss, the favorite, minus 135, Auburn, plus 115, the total set at 10 for both of them. Mm-hmm. How would you go about handicapping these two college World Series games with it being a venue change yeah. going to Omaha now? Well, you look at what Arkansas has done. Uh, they kind of woke up in Stillwater. They scored 37 runs in the regional at and the games at Oklahoma State, and then they went to Super Regional and then had two really good pitching performances, swept the Tar Heels down in Chapel Hill. So this seems to be an Arkansas team that can win both ways. They can mm-hmm. either out-hit you or they could outpitch you, at least based on what we've seen in the postseason here. So, uh, you know, they moved the freshman, Hagen Smith, into the bullpen. He's basically the go-to when Connor Nolan, Zach Morris. Uh, I don't think A.C. Slater's on the staff here for Arkansas, <laughs> but Zach Morris certainly is, and Will McIntyre when they need relief. So, you know, it's going to be Nolan. I believe Connor Nolan is going to be the starter tomorrow. He's going against Alex Williams of Stanford, and – Alex Williams' last three starts have not been very good. 15 earned runs and about 10 and two-thirds innings going all the way back to the Pac-12 tournament. So, you know, you're looking at that, and the recent form has not been good. Stanford's only lost four games, though, since April 23rd, so I understand why people like them in terms of mm-hmm. the futures. But three of those games are games that Alex Williams has pitched. So that's who they're getting tomorrow. So j- just looking at this, uh, Arkansas, you know, pretty good team on the road. 
as are Stanford, but Stanford, I think, played a little bit of a weaker schedule. So just uh, looking at this number, by the way, both these games have been bet to the under. I don't want to get in the habit of chasing line moves where uh, totals have moved a run and a half. If you wouldn't do it, I know college baseball is higher scoring, but if you wouldn't do it in Major League Baseball, I'm holding that same principle for college baseball, so I can't really get with the under necessarily here. But Stanford getting a little bit of the money. I might wait on this and see if I can get Arkansas at a little bit higher plus money. I think it's a dollar five right now here at Circa. Yeah, Circa has a dollar five. Uh, it opened minus one ten each way there, but even money is the consensus line right now in the market. Stanley Cup Final Game 2 tomorrow night over in Denver at the Ball Arena. The Colorado Avalanche already have a 1-0 series lead after defeating the Lightning 4-3 Wednesday night in overtime. But the market that we have to deal with here for game number two right now at DraftKings, it is Colorado minus 150, Tampa Bay plus 130, and the juice is on the over for the total sitting at six. Small lean to Tampa Bay, but I don't know if I'm going to necessarily play the side here. I'm a little bit more interested in the total. Mentioned that earlier. Some some juice to the over at a couple markets. I know at DraftKings, but juice to the under here at Circa. But basically a flat six, pretty much market-wide across the board. And I do like the under here in game two. I mentioned that trend, and I want to give context to that trend. When the road team loses game one, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and this goes all the way back, I believe, to 2007. The last 12 times it happened, Game 2 has gone under. It is 1 to the over, 10 to the under, and 1 push. So 1, 10, and 1 to the under. And I think that that bears context with basically what I think Tampa Bay, in terms of being successful, if they're going to win this game, they can't really outskate Colorado. Even though Tampa Bay could, you know, showed at times they could go up and down with Toronto and Florida. And by the way, Toronto and Florida were two of the best teams maybe in the last 15 to 20 years in terms of offense in the entire National Hockey League. But Colorado might be a different bird altogether. And look, they dominated the shots on goal against Tampa Bay in the first series. I would expect that they're probably maybe not as dominant, but you know, probably going to have at least a decent margin because we know what Tampa Bay is willing to do because we saw that even against the Rangers. Now, they were more willing to do that against the Rangers because the Rangers were putrid in five-on-five. Five. <laughs> they could score on the power play, one of the best in the NHL, but I forget the amount of minutes. They went like 170 minutes or something without a five-on-five five goal or something like that, something of that nature. I can't forget, give or take a few minutes, but... I think Tampa Bay, look, they're going to let Andre Vasilevsky be Andre Vasilevsky, and sometimes yeah. he's going to have to bail him out. He wasn't able to do that in game one. I would expect that he is going to be better here in game two. On the Colorado side, I expect their defense might be a little bit better. I know there's a little bit of rust there with Andrew, Cag Andrew Cagliano, but he is their best penalty killer. And you're going to need that against a Tampa Bay power play that, while it's been down from the regular season in the playoffs, when you've got Stamkos and you got Palat and you got Kucherov and you also got Braden Point to be the point, no pun intended, <laughs> on that power play, their center man, Tampa Bay can 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 be effective on the power play. I know the numbers haven't been as great lately, but you need that PK guy out there, and Andrew Cogliano is certainly just that for Colorado. Yeah, I'm not sure who wins game two, but I think Nathan McKinnon scores, so I'll be looking, shopping around for mm -hmm. his anytime goal anytime score. Go yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. I think that's going to be a fun way to play this game. The U.S. Open third round tees off tomorrow. We talked a lot about what it is from an outright market standpoint, but I wanted to throw some matchups at you while we have about two and a half minutes left. Uh, the final pairing, not the final pairing, but these are the guys that were in the same pairing over this past couple rounds here, is John Rom, Colin Morikawa. Right now, Rom minus 135 over at the South Point. 
Morikawa plus 115. What do you make of that matchup real quick? They've both been about equal putting. Morikawa certainly has been better with the irons than John Rahm. John Rahm better off the tee. We know Colin Morikawa not necessarily a big hitter. Can hit it straight at times. Certainly did that when he won the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. But uh, lean a little bit Rom here in this one. And like I said, you know, it's just because that was my prediction and my, you know, shortest price bet where I was like, my gut says Rom, but my numbers say Scotty Scheffler is going to be the one that wins the U.S. Open trophy on Sunday. Speaking of Scotty Scheffler, he's in a matchup with Rory McIlroy. McIlroy, the favorite, minus 115, Scheffler minus 105. Mm, whew, that that is a tough. I know I said Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, but <laughs> Rory McIlroy is absolutely putting the lights out Playing right now, great. and he's got momentum. And look, I think there's something to that. You know what happened in Canada and what's happened in recent weeks with the Live Golf. I think that this whole thing has lit a fire under Rory McIlroy. And Rory McIlroy, when when he's competitive and when he's at his best, he's good and maybe the best in the world. But There was a time, I think, you know, when he got married and they had their first child, he and his wife, Erica, maybe he got a little bit complacent a little bit. He got a little bit content. And then he got frustrated when success didn't come right away because he was so obsessed with length. He's one of the best drivers of golf ball in the world. And Bryson DeChambeau is just pounding it past him. So he's like, what am I doing wrong here? And that got in his head a little bit. But now I think with this whole live situation and him being the standard bearer and really the flag bearer for the PGA Tour, He's inspired right now, and it's tough to go against a guy that's very inspired, even though he would not be my pick to win it here. Tough to really bet against Rory McIlroy, so I'm going to leave that matchup alone. It's a good bet Scheffler. I think you just bet him on the futures price at 7 or 7.50 here. Yeah, that, it's it's really fascinating. We'll be on betting across America tomorrow. We'll while see you in eleven hours. Yes, so we'll see you in eleven hours. But thank you to our guests, Derek Stevens, Big Balls, Banksy, Nate Lundy, Cody Decker for West Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebefe. Our entire crew here at the Circa Resort and Casino, wishing you all the best with your bets coming up this weekend. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.